Hey everybody, it's Drags and it's Wednesday, March 20th, time for episode 290 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com and follow us on Twitter at PatriotsCLNS. addition to the start of March Madness, we are smack dab in the middle of a, another crazy sports tradition on college campuses. It's called Pro Day, where NFL scouts scour the land in search of the crown jewel or hidden gem in the mine of college football talent. Bill Belichick was down in Tuscaloosa meeting with old friend Nick Saban on Tuesday and, of course, scouring uh, the uh, SEC powerhouse for some talent like a Dante Hightower, perhaps, uh, to uh, join the Patriots uh, next season. Who knows what he'll find. Locally, today, Wednesday, March 20th, is Pro Day at Boston College, and there are 14 players from last season's roster that are scheduled to be available for scouts. Who better to talk about it than the voice of the BC Eagles, John Meter Perel? John, welcome. Meter, how long have you been the voice of BC football? Oh, Mike, it seems like the dark ages, you know, since 2005, since the first year in the ACC. Wow. Yes, it's been a, it's been a long time. We've seen a lot of good football, a lot of great players, a lot of great men come through the program, a lot of great coaches as well. And I think, as you just said, Pro Day today is definitely uh, certainly a huge hallmark for the program when you consider the fact that they could have as many as six or seven players drafted which would be a program high, and that speaks volumes about where they've come from. Jason Baum, the uh, outstanding SID at um, Boston College. Funny you mentioned that, Meter, because I pulled up his tweet, and uh, the record, I believe, was four, correct, twice previously? Yes. That's the high since the NFL went to seven rounds. But I think uh, back about 30 years ago, they had uh, as many as eight drafted in, in one round. Um, yes, it was 1977 that found the tweet. You can tell I was killing, stalling for time. Eight drafted in the 77 um, draft when it was 12 rounds, and eight BC players in 1974 when the draft was 17 rounds. It's hard to believe, but we're on to 2019. And um, I just want to ask you, first of all, Zach Allen. I think that is the name uh, on the, you know, tips of the tongues of most people who watch BC football who think, you know, he's going to be the top talent, uh, the first selection off the uh, BC Eagle roster taken in the NFL draft. Do you agree? I would agree. I think he is certainly a prototype defensive end. He can do a lot of different things. He can put his hand on the ground. He can also not only rush the passer effectively, but also he's a pretty good coverage guy too, believe it or not. Like he has that type of lateral agility and mobility for a guy that's 6'3", 285, he can move. So he's a terrific athlete. He's gotten better every year. Kind of the classic BC player, a guy who was under-recruited, you know, maybe a, a two-star coming out of high school and he graduates a five-star player. So that's a testament to the BC coaching staff and what they did with him and the fact that opposing teams game-planned against him. I mean, he was beat up this year, too. He definitely played through a lot of pain. But he was uh, certainly productive when he played, and he always was that, you know, that type of guy that you knew was going to be a disruptor, and that's that's huge. And I think that translates extremely well for the pro level. I think he'd be a great Patriot. Whether he falls that low, who knows? Whether the Patriots trade up, who knows? I do think that Mike Mayock has, an, has his eye on him. Uh, the Raiders GM, there's 
you can draw the line there with the BC connection. Of course, Mayock's very connected with the BC program as the BC grad. Uh, I think anybody who has a BC degree will be connected with Mike Mayock in the near future. So Chris Lindstrom's another guy who I'm sure we'll get yep. to, but yep. he's got a chance as a uh, late first round, definitely early second round. Again, another prototype. If you're Bill Belichick, you're, look, you're taking a long, hard look at him because not only does he have a great lineage, but this kid is just a bulldozer, and he is a mauler and a phenomenal kid, quick learner, quick study, excellent student. Again, you know, what are you looking for in the NFL? You're looking for guys who can plug and play, guys who can play easily, adjust well, learn the playbook early, and get in there and play, and that's what you want. If you look at there, BC's got a lot of those guys. So here's the thing that sticks out to me about Zach Allen. Nasty and smart. And I think Belichick loves those kind of players. And, you know, this is the Patriots beat, and we're kind of focusing on players who uh, would fit in the Patriots scheme. And certainly with the Patriots, it's more about taking the best talent on the board when you come up to draft, uh, when your position comes up to draft, than it is filling a need. That's never been the Belichick way. But I can t- obviously, anybody who's watched a talent like Trey Flowers leave for the Detroit Lions, there's a void there. Right. And Zach Allen could definitely step in and fill the bill and, and, you know, really fill the need there in terms of what the Patriots are looking for. But it's not just about um, the production at the college level and at a very high level. It's kind of the attitude, the intangibles that a Zach Allen brings. And, And I think. The guy that I've seen and I watched play, those the nasty and the smart are two characteristics that I think come to the fore. They do, they definitely do, and it's tough to teach those characteristics too. So yeah, if you're if you're talking to, I know Nick Casario, as you know, you're at BC a lot. Nick Casario was there all the time, pretty much every home game this year, and you know that Nick Casario is looking at a few guys, and one of them is Zach Allen. So he's had the microscope microscope on him. I don't think he's going to be affected by any pressure at all. He's kind of a uh, he's a quiet kid. He's unassuming. Uh, again, Mike, Mike Lindstrom, very smart, uh, very coachable. Uh, he's probably not going to be impacted right away at the NFL level, but that's okay. They could ease him in slowly. Uh, took Trey Flowers a little bit as well. He's probably not going to you know he's not going to rack up ten sacks his first year. That would surprise me. But you know, I think eventually he'll be. Uh, that type of player, 10-plus sack guy, because he has that motor and he has that athletic ability that you're looking for. What do you think when play, when scouts come to Boston College for this kind of pro day or any pro day, you do uh, believe, John, that they're looking more to meet with the kid or find out some intangibles about him than they are the actual results, or is it a combination? I think it's a combination. I think uh, intangibles are huge, though. I think it's definitely, you know, like what makes the kid tick? Is he is he a quick study? Can we put him on the board? Is he going to know formations, schematic things, especially in the Patriots' defense, although that might change a little bit this year with Greg Schiano. But, yeah, I think, you know, can you put him up there, and is he going to be affected by pressure? And I think they'll they'll tap into that on pro day. They'll tap into that anywhere they can get the kid, especially at the combine. Uh, for the 20-plus minute interview that they do with each individual prospect. So, you know, I think today at BC it's a big day for these guys as they go through the paces here, not only to see how they flash in the 40 and the three-cone drill again, but, you know, talk to the guy afterwards. What do they, you know, what do, you, what do they look like when you look them in the eye? Are they are they personable? Are they 
Are they good people? Are they, you know, they're getting great character assessments from Steve Adazio and his staff on pretty much every one of them. But what else do they see? I mean, I think that's important. That's why these pro days are important on campus. You know what I enjoyed last year watching at Pro Day, and it was the last one at uh, Alumni Stadium because they're moving to the Fish Fieldhouse, which I can't wait to see, but we'll talk about that in a second, uh, was Brendan Daly, the uh, former Patriots defensive line coach, now with the Kansas City Chiefs, working one-on-one with guys like Harold Landry and going over particular drills and pointing things out that if you do that at the NFL level, that's a penalty or that's a fine. I remember him yelling that out uh, a couple of times uh, last year. But I love watching NFL coaches who get the opportunity to coach these players up during pro day. Yeah, so do I. I think that's that's a fascinating subplot. It's a great point. I think I did notice that as well with Harold Landry. Uh, that's that's something these guys got to have to adjust to. I mean, there's always some new rules and new new quirks that they're not that they're not you know they're, they're not used to. And I think good for Brendan Daly for doing that. Hopefully, you'll see more of that uh, throughout pro days, and you know maybe they get that at the combine as well. And, and Landry was clearly a, you know had an impact on the Titans last year. He flashed. He, consistency was an issue, I think, for him, and it is for every rookie. And, you know, you knew watching him, similar to Zach Allen, Landry was a little bit more sleeker. He was a little bit more uh, dynamic. He was maybe a tad more explosive because he didn't have as much weight as Zach Allen has. But, uh, you know, they they definitely are two guys that are going to get after quarterbacks. How many pass rushers are there? I mean, uh, you know, obviously – there's Bosa at the top. Will he go number one? Who knows? Probably doubtful with Arizona's going to pick Kyler Murray. So he'll drop to two or three. And then after Bosa, I mean, yeah, it's a rich defensive line draft. Ed Oliver's not really your classic uh, pass rusher. Uh, you know, you got to put Zach Allen at that top five list for pass rushers, don't you? I think you do. Um, and it, it'll just, to me, be – it'll come down to whether or not – uh, a defensive coordinator and a head coach get together and say, this guy will fit in our scheme and he's worth the value of where we're selecting him. A lot of this, and you know this, Meter, I mean, you've talked to college coaches, you've talked to NFL coaches and NFL evaluators. It really does come down to projecting a particular player in a particular scheme. It does, and that's so important for the Patriots as you as you uh, justly mentioned, it's something that they, they always look at. And you know, a lot of times they'll pick a guy and you're like, wait a minute, where the heck did that pick come from? But it came from the fact that they think he's going to adjust to the Patriot way. And a lot of guys can't do that. A lot of guys will come in and say, you know, and be, and be overwhelmed by that. That's why they don't pick receivers traditionally. That's why they've had terrible success trying to find that missing you know, deep wide out. Remember the, the failed experiment that was Chad Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I sure you know, do. They've had a, they've had a few, uh, you know, the, the Aaron Dobsons of the world. Uh, those guys just didn't pan out. I think, you know, a lot of times that's kind of a tough position to project, I guess. Uh, you know, you can put up great numbers in college, but that doesn't mean Tom Brady's going to utilize you the same way. So that's something that, you know, I think defensively it's a little easier for them to project. Speaking with John Meter Perel, Meter, the voice of Boston College football. Follow him on Twitter at Meets Tweets, M E A T S T W E E T S. Correct, John? That is correct, Mike. You, you're one of the few that can spell it on the fly. Yeah, well, it also helps to have notes written down. 
That doesn't hurt me either. Hey, everybody. I want No. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Patriots Beat a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up now at Patriots.com. Robinhood.com. That's Patriots.Robinhood.com. Want to get to some other players, uh, John? Um, you figure might be worthy of a selection April 25th through the 27th uh, in Nashville. Uh, we've already talked about um, Chris Lindst- uh, Lidstrom, uh, interior offensive lineman. Uh, where do you think he goes, and uh, how do you view his run blocking toughness? Which, in doing some reading, that seems to be one of the skills he's really. Uh, regarded strongly in. Yeah, no, he's gotten, again, like Zach Allen, like he's gotten better every year. He came into BC weighing 240 pounds. He left weighing 300. Uh, and Steve Adazio said when he came here that he was going to be a pro. And we all said, eh, you know, maybe we'll see, see if he develops well. But sure enough, he was right. And Adazio knows offensive lineman. He's an old offensive line coach. He takes pride in that position. So, you know, coached him up. And I think Lindstrom is going to be a terrific addition for any team. I, I see him going late first, early second. Uh, I think he's going to be that type of kind of riser. He has been in the last couple months. He really flashed at the senior bowl when he was one of the best offensive linemen out there because he has that mauling instinct. That's what you need, that mentality. And position versatility, too. He could play center in a pinch. His brother's going to be BC starting center next season, Alec Lindstrom. So, He's done that before, and he's taken snaps, and he can he can do that. So he's a classic guy that's going to play any, any position for you. That you know you can you can put him at tackle, you can put him at guard. I think he's going to be a guard. But again, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Mayock grab him early, or the Patriots grab him early, or you get fill in the blank. You can pick pick the thirty plus teams in the league. They'll all they'll all want to grab a piece of him because he's I think he's that good. I think he's definitely a top five offensive guard in this draft. And, you know, why wouldn't you want him? Inside linebacker, Connor Strahan, where does he go? I think Connor Strahan's going to be likely either a seventh rounder or a training camp addition, free agent signee, uh, hindered by his injuries, uh, a little small perhaps, kind of a safety linebacker hybrid, very productive, uh, always made plays, has a nose for the ball, but just not, not athletically, maybe hindered a little bit as well, um, but just I think that he's been banged up, and I think that's the question. I could see him making a team though as a special teamer. Uh, it's just a matter of who's going to give him a chance as either a late rounder or a free agent pick. 
Well, as you know, Meter, uh, tight ends are a hot subject of conversation in New England. And as we record this, we still don't know the future of Rob Gronkowski. What is all of this leading me to, do you think? I think that's leading you to Tommy Sweeney. It is indeed. Tell me about Tommy yeah. Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney is a terrific player, and he, to me, you want to talk about NFL-ready. Tommy Sweeney is a prototype in the regards of a Gronkowski-like blocker, maybe not to that level yet, but has the capability to be that guy uh, with his frame at 6'5", 250. Uh, Outstanding hands. I think at times probably BC didn't use him enough in the passing game. I know that was a frustrating aspect for some fans in the past, that they wanted him even more involved. Uh, they tried. I think they used them more this year than they ever have. Uh, plus, they had a plethora of tight ends behind him. So, uh, But a guy, again, you want in the room, a guy that's coachable, a guy that, that's gotten better every year, another guy that wasn't, you know, only had one other FBS offer. Uh, at Don Bosco Prep, one of the top programs in the, in the nation, in New Jersey, coached by uh, Greg Toll, the father of Brian Toll, and Greg Toll Jr., who both played at BC. So, uh, you know, outstanding coaching, uh, very, very good player. And I think probably fourth or fifth round, but you want to talk about value, especially for the Patriots. Uh, I think they'll be hot on a tight end early, whether it's TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant. Or, or I do Smith. too. I, I believe that those also. Are, those are popular names. So, but that's going to be tough to get those guys. Now, TJ Hawkinson, you're probably going to have to trade up to get him. I've seen him going anywhere from 15 to, you know, 25. So that's not the Patriots' target. That's not, you know, the draft in 30 seconds. So you're, you're going to have to trade up to get Hawkinson. That's fine. But why not grab another one late or in the mid-round and Tommy Sweeney? Well, and why not trade down, get a couple of extra picks, and get value in getting Tommy Sweeney when you can get him later? I mean, that's kind of that's the Patriot way when it comes to the draft. Um, and, True. you know, in April 25th through 27th, that's what they have mastered um, all along, uh, you know, for, you know, the last 15 years. That, and as we've seen the last four or five weeks, how they build into the draft, how the Patriots build up to the draft uh, by getting compensatory picks and essentially signing players for one and two years, uh, players that, take up huge cap hits on other teams, but don't take up the same cap space with the Patriots. That puts them in perfect position to draft the players that they want to draft. Now, you, we mentioned Tommy Sweeney, Connor Strahan, Chris Lidstrom, and, and obviously Zach Allen. There's a group of three defensive backs, Meter, that finishing up now with John Meter Perel, voice of Boston College. Three defensive backs that I want to group together because I want to get your impression on Hamp Cheever's cornerback, free safety Lucas Dennis, and strong safety Will Harris. Were they all great because they played together, or are they individually um, on their own right uh, NFL-caliber defensive backs? I think Hamp Cheever's really showed this year that this guy can go get the ball. Uh, He's got a great nose for it. We saw that the year prior. I was a little surprised he's not coming back to BC. Uh, that probably would have served him better if he did. He, I mean, but again, you're dealing with the injury concern and maybe family concerns and 
there's a lot to factors in, of course, as we know, to make decisions like that. But I think Hamp Cheevers, if a team does draft him, which I think they will, because he does have that type of athleticism and a nose for the ball and leading the nation in interceptions and great ball skills and he's a little undersized, but we always talked about Pete Cronin and I, my partner on the broadcast, we always said, you know what, watch Hamp Cheevers. He's around the football. He's going to make plays. You come to a BC game, you knew, you knew you were going to get a big play from Hamp Cheevers. And that's what teams are looking for, big playability. He has it. So, he, yes, he's on his own. He's Another guy's made himself into this type of play. When he came to BC, I never would have told you he was going to be a pro. Never. But now, look where he is. He's probably going to be a fifth or sixth round pick, maybe even higher. Will Harris and Lucas Dennis. Will Harris, rock solid, uh, stalwart, uh, the terrific kid, uh, value pick in terms of character, uh, outstanding athlete. Uh, can really motor, can can get it up there, 20-plus reps reps on the bench press. Uh, you know, you, an NFL team knows what they're getting. They're getting a steady play. It may not be a pro bowler, good special teamer, uh, extra safety. BC's had great success with defensive backs the last couple drafts, especially at safeties with John Johnson making an impact with the Rams this year, and also Justin Simmons out in Denver. So uh, BC's kind of becomes not only O-line you, but safety you here. And Lucas Dennis injury played this year, but the year before led the nation in interception. So uh, both of those guys, I think similar that they, you know, they project as extra D backs, nickel backs, so to speak, and value on special teams. But the value to me on all of them, every BC player this year is the fact that they are terrific kids. And that's, you can't say that about every kid in this draft. And you know that they're, they're going to be guys, a, a character pick, for any team that grabs them. So do you think over, under four, you got the over, you got the under, or is it a push? I, I'd actually take the over on that. I, I would. I, I think it's uh, you can definitely put uh, Sweeney, Lindstrom. Uh, there's no doubt on the board. I mean, those guys are going high. Uh, I definitely would go with uh, Harris. I think Cheever's definitely, uh, you know, it, 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 I, I don't see why they wouldn't get five or six. You know, that's that's a powerful number. Why do you think, in one sentence or, you know, one thought uh, meter, do you think BC has had such great success placing uh, these players, uh, developing them at BC and placing them in the NFL? I think it's, it's – it's, a lot of it, Mike, is the system. A lot of it's the fact that they – they get better. They just, it's that type of program. Steve Adazio has said it since he came here. It's a developmental program. They're clearly not a four or five star program. You're not going to get those guys. It just doesn't happen. You might get one or two a year if you're lucky. So if you're an NFL team, you know what you're doing is, but you're buying high on these guys. They're still maturing and they haven't necessarily reached their peak yet. I think Lindstrom's still going to be, you know, he's got a lot of room to grow. I think Zach Allen has a lot of room to grow. I think Tommy Sweeney has a lot of room to grow. So you're buying high, and you're buying high on character, and you're buying high on their ability uh, in the classroom to learn, in the, in the weight room to get better and bigger, and, the, you know, the fact that they always work hard too. So those are those are all ingredients that an NFL team is looking for. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to cut right to the chase, and it's a question I'm sure a lot of – BC alumni, a lot of BC fans asked you at the end of last year, what, what is it in Steve Adazio's program that you think Martin Germon, the athletic director, sees in him that uh, allows Mar- uh, 
Adazio to get a contract extension and get the belief and the faith of the athletic department at Boston College? I think he sees a guy who is, uh, is is stable in terms of what he's developed. The fact that he's rebuilt the program. Are they a nine-win team every year? No. Could they be? Maybe. Uh, I think Adazio will readily tell you that he's disappointed in the fact that they lost two games or three games last year they shouldn't have lost. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, but yeah, nine clearly looked than seven, I think they would have ended with eight because they had. I would think they were going to beat Boise State relatively easily, as you saw in the first drive. They rolled down the field, and then the thunder hit Dallas, and the game that never was happened uh, at the at the bowl game. So right. that was a disappointment. But uh, I think Jarman looks at BC as a program, probably you know a seven, eight win, nine win team. Once you know you win nine once every four years, once every five years, that's what you're looking for. You know, that, that's nothing nothing too shabby about an eight-win season. Um, and I think Steve Adazio can get there. I think he will get there. I think he's he's, he's recruiting very well. That's another aspect that Jarman likes. Uh, even though you're not getting five stars, you're getting a lot. You get a bunch of threes and some fours. And again, guys that are you can you can develop. And he's done a good job replacing the assistants he's left. They brought in Mike Majake in this year as his offensive coordinator, replacing Scott Leffler, who's the coach at Bowling Green now. Jakey was a QB coach for Jameis Winston at Tampa Bay. He's got NFL experience. He's got college experience. Bill Sheridan is a defensive coordinator. He was an NFL defensive coordinator. He was at the Giants. He was at Tampa Bay. Uh, so he's, there's an NFL lineage there. You know, I think it's it, there. It might not seem like Adazi has the picture of stability to some outsiders, but I think the program, to his credit, they've rebuilt a culture. They've rebuilt kind of a Tom O'Brien like. Uh, stability that you know the BC needs. It's tough to build, Mike, as you know. Your coaches need five or six years. It's very cyclical, and why not? You know, if you feel like the program's in the right, headed in the right direction, why not give them a vote of confidence? You know what I think about Steve Adazio? I think his greatest strength is he gets players, high school kids, and younger college kids, meaning freshmen and sophomore, to believe in him and believe in the BC way. And sometimes that comes across maybe over-enthusiastically, for a lack of a better word, but I really do believe, Meter, at the end of the day, Martin Jarmond and the rest of the BC uh, administration look at Steve Adazio as a guy who has put his heart and soul and energy into the BC program and those guys are hard to find. That's a great point. They are. And you're, you're exactly right. You talk to any player that's playing for them, they say, you know what, we love playing for him. Uh, he got us motivated. He pushed the right buttons. We loved him in the room with our parents. The parents loved him. Uh, you know, it's the buy-in, Mike. That's right. Exactly. I mean, a lot of guys you can't trust. A lot of guys are going to be gone in two or three years. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, they're, they're selling you a bill of goods. And that's an issue. Want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. Want to thank our great sponsor, Robin Hood, and our terrific guest, John Mita Perel, the superb play-by-play voice of Boston College football and a terrific friend from way back. Follow him on Twitter at Meets Tweets. That's M-E-A-T-S-T-W-E-E-T-S. For producer Mike Alonji and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.